Good Monday morning, listeners. It is Mind Shit to Millions. And I am Jesse Roy. And Adrienne Swanson. And we had such a good time talking to Rachel last week. It was so fun to have somebody else on here telling us about their struggles and what they're going through and um, their thoughts on reaching a goal. And I thought it was interesting. She had one comment that I thought about afterwards and I, Jesse and I think it might be good to spend some time on it. Um, she said that it was easier to fail by a lot than to be super close and miss it. Uh, so I thought this was so interesting because everybody deals with goals and how close they are and how far they are in different ways. And, um, we know that a lot of other people have brought up things similar. So we wanted to talk a little bit about that. And I mean, exactly what Rachel was doing. I'm pretty sure a lot of you do the same. Like I know I have done those same things. Like she wrote out her goal sheet. I'm sure she was super excited and jazzed and charged when she was writing out her goal sheet. And then she started working towards her goals and realized that, oh, I'm not doing so great. And so then she put her goal sheet under a stack of papers and has not looked at it since she created it. And it's just um, in the coaching world, we call this concept like failing ahead of time. Like if she just quits now, stops working towards her goal, it won't be as bad or as noticeable as if she would like, work on it for 11 months and then like totally fizzle out at month 12. And really, I think she might also be concerned with how everyone else is perceiving her, like that everyone is focusing on her and watching her and what she's doing and what her outcome is going to be. But actually, no one is really watching her or paying attention to her because they're worried about their own goals and making it to the finish line. And so like, why not just go all at it for those full 12 months? Because if you fail, that's okay. Like you just, you're just going to pick yourself up and start over. And you're just going to have learned so much in that process anyway. And I have to say, I was pretty proud of her for having a goal and printing off the goal sheet because my brain worked a little differently. Like when there were times, like I just didn't even try at all. Like I might've kind of wanted something and I was like, oh, I can't do it. So like you said, I sort of gave up before I even started. So I'm super proud that she started, right? Like she got her goal sheet, she got excited And now, um, you know, watching her like get out her goal sheet and seeing that re-excitement, like I can feel that she is, you know, back in it and, you know, feeling strong and confident about it. And I think that, you know, we all have different coping mechanisms, like you said, different ways of failing before we start or not even starting and getting through those is complicated because we don't even recognize we're doing it. Like she said, she just put it in the pile. She didn't realize that her brain was putting it in the pile. So she didn't have to focus on it. And I didn't realize that I didn't allegedly want it in my head, but I did. I just 
didn't think I could do it. So I think it's funny how we all have variations of the same types of thoughts. Mm-hmm. And like when Adrian and I were kind of like discussing this podcast and the direction we wanted to take it. So there's like a feeling that you have in your body when you like fully decide on something. So Adrian decided ahead of time. I don't, what was the trip that you were working for or decided that you couldn't have? Well, they had like the year before they had one to the, um, the Bahamas. Okay. And then you did, that was the one you were like, no. Yeah. I'm just, not I want try. it, but it's not happening. <laughs> so she had fully committed to the no, which is fine. And so there was like a solid feeling in her body, like her body knew and her brain, they were both in agreement, like 1000%. We're not even going to go for it. Cause I, I'm not going to get it. Like, this is not happening. I'm solid. Done. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So just as she fully committed and the body was in agreement, was feeling solidly on the no, that's what you need to create solidly for your yes. Exactly. And it's kind of funny that you say that because that's almost the exact thing that happened to me. So a year later, they announced an Alaskan cruise and I have always wanted to do that. Just like my, it's just been one of those things that I was like, Oh, someday. And I was like, as soon as they said it, I was like, I am going to be on that trip. It was non-negotiable. I was going to do it. The tracking sheet went up on my fridge. My husband and my kids were like, Hey, you haven't filled in a portal in a while. What's going on? Where have you been? Right? Like, so I was so dedicated and they knew it and I knew it. And like you said, I had that solid feeling in my body. So even when there were times I was behind or they were yelling at me cause I hadn't filled in enough. Um, it, I didn't ever doubt it. I was like, we're going to be on that cruise ship. Like I saw us on the ship with our balcony. Cause I was going to pay to upgrade to a balcony. Like I knew it, it was it like almost like you said, it was solid. It consumed me. I knew it was going to happen. Um, and it, of course it did happen. And the, and the other thing is once I did that with one trip, it made it so easy to do it with the rest of the trips. Cause I knew what I had to feel. And PS, I did end up getting to go to the Bahamas cause they did another one. And I got to go because I was in this mindset of it can happen. Cause then the crazy part is once you do something once, it doesn't seem impossible anymore. So like that first time when I was feeling solidly, no, like completely confirmed that I couldn't do it. I am that way with every trip. Now I don't even think twice about it. I know I'm going to be on that trip. So I, if my numbers are behind, I just do something to get them back up. Like that's, that's literally it. And I don't doubt it. And I don't think twice about it. And so I think it's amazing like Jesse said, how you can change that negative solid feeling in your body and brain to a positive, the exact same way. Nothing magical happened that year in my life. I was still the same person. I just made a decision. That's it. I yeah. was completely hundred percent behind that decision. So I did it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And it all just starts in your brain, right? Every like the no, for not going to the Bahamas the first time started in her brain. Like she decided ahead of time, it's not possible. 
for her in that moment. And then the next year, it was just like, it was just a switch. Mm -hmm. And that was literally it. And now whenever, like you said, whenever I get behind or anything, I just look at the positive of it. Well, look at how much I have done. Like Rachel, when she posted that picture, I'm like, look at all those crosses on there. Like you're getting there, girl. Like, you know, like it's, but it's funny how our brain always looks like we're so far away instead of like, it's the pessimist optimist thing, right? Like is the glass half empty, half full, just know it's, it's going in the right direction. Right. And so keep doing that and keep knowing it's going to get better and better. You're going to get more and more slashes on that tracker. Mm -hmm. And like Adrian said, like, once you learn that formula, once you have that, have made that decision in your brain and you can find that feeling in your body, like no one can take it away from you. Like, um, my son is considering, like, he's only 15. He's already considering buying a first franchise and he's like, mom, did you know I can buy this? I don't know if I should say the word, but blank franchise for like $10,000 when I'm 16. And I had like no concerns about him investing $10,000 in a franchise because he's already made 5,000. It's only going to take him another five months to make 5,000. And so once he learns how to make $10,000, no one can take that away from him. Right. That is incredible, Jesse, like for him to be so dedicated and just know, but like you said, it's the knowing it's like, he's worked there. He likes it. He knows it. And he wants to save that money. So he's putting it aside. I mean, that's incredible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I said, babe, the only thing that you need is one thing. And he was like, what's that? I'm like, belief. That's all you need. Because we were just, we were at his pediatrician appointment and she was like trying to talk him into doing all of these other things. We left that appointment and I said, honey, you can go ahead and start a business right now. He's like, I know. I'm like, okay. <laughs> what, what were they trying? Okay. Not that it matters, but what, what do you mean? Like, what were they trying to tell him to do? Well, she was just like, well, why don't you just go to a trade? Like she was wanting him to do some more schooling. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Trying to talk him in like, he needs more education. And I'm like, Mm-mm. no, no, not if he's like that. I mean, if he's gonna, how many, let's be real. How many 15 year olds are putting money aside to buy a business? They are throwing it away on like my son sometimes with DoorDash, <laughs> you know, like they're just yeah. like, oh you know, the, 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 you know, they're silly little stuff. Cause AJ's trying to save for a car mm-hmm. and he got DoorDash the other day. And I looked at him and I was like, you see how much that costs? Like, <laughs> but like, mm-hmm. that's the mentality. Your son is literally like, I'm going to invest in my future at 15. Like, I know he doesn't need school. His brain is already there. Like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. But like you said, that belief and him knowing the best part is she didn't face him. Right. Because that's another huge part of this. Like yes. you said, Rachel might be worried about what people are thinking or other people out there, listeners, you're worried about whether you're going to make it or not. Well, even if your son goes and gets a franchise and makes it or doesn't make it, like you said, none of us are really invested in that. It's all about him. He needs Mm -hmm. to be invested. He needs Mm -hmm. to want it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what everybody else thinks or wants or thinks would be a fun job. It's what he thinks is going to be a fun job and get him where he Mm -hmm. wants to go in life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why it's so important, though, also like who you let in your life and speaking over you and your business. Even if like your husband or partner or whatever might like poo poo you, like 
just know that you don't need their support either. So true. You're the and only really like to... we talked with Rachel. It's about your belief and you celebrating you because that's really who it matters to, right? Mm-hmm. That's really what matters is that you're happy and you're doing what you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it might be sad and upsetting and disappointing when the ones you love the most aren't supportive of you, but it's all just goes back to them wanting to protect you. Yep. And keep you safe. Well, and their, their life experiences and their brains are doing the same thing yours is right. So like you've decided, I mean, I know with direct sales, I have, you know how it is. There's people out there who say like, oh, so you force your friends to buy stuff from you or whatever. I have totally ignored that. But in the beginning, it was hard to hear, but I had to realize like, they're just listening to somebody else or they're making up their mind, not even knowing my business. They've never been in direct sales. They don't know. They don't know how much fun it is. They don't know that I get to go and people celebrate my wins instead of shunning them. Like they don't know all the excitement I get. And so I had to realize I can't change their mind, but their mind doesn't matter with what I want. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> I love how you just said that. Yeah. You don't have to change your, their minds because your mind is the only one that matters. It's and awesome. That's, that's what we're hoping all of you guys can take away from this. Like watching Rachel get excited again about that goal. Like that's what we want you to do. If there's something you really, really want, don't be afraid to say it. And, and again, like, like Rachel said, if you're close and you miss it, you're still that much further. Like you're that much further than you would have been if you kept it in the pile, if you didn't track it, or you didn't say it out loud, because we all know that unless you write it down or say it out loud, it's way less likely to happen. So we don't want you to do what I did and just say, I'm not even going to try because now that I tried, I'm so grateful. I, I flipped that switch because this whole life I've created with my, my company, myself, my family is because I flipped the switch. Mm -hmm. And Adrian's not a special snowflake. This opportunity is available for anyone with a human brain. You just have to be onto your human brain mm -hmm. and picking up on the patterns of self-sabotage. And whether it's subconsciously, like, like we said, putting the paper in the pile, not wanting to say it out loud because you're afraid or whatever, those are self-sabotage too. Like a lot of us think it's just the words we say in our head, like, you know, you're not good enough, blah, blah, blah. But it's also those, uh, subconscious things that we're doing. Sometimes you have to recognize why are you hiding the tracker? Why don't you want to tell people your goals? Why don't you want to look at the numbers and see how far or close you are? Like, what is it? And that's the same. That's still your brain just trying to keep you safe and not, not put you out there to do what you really want to do. Taking the yeah. easy route. So who can relate? How many of you out there are just like Rachel? You have a big goal, but it's hidden under a stack of papers, or maybe it's not even written. Maybe you've not even spoken it out loud because we are looking for women just like Rachel working towards a company goal, wanting to get on stage because we are looking for more guests on our podcast. We think that that is the best way for our audience to learn. 
is to listen to others' struggles, identify, and it's a bonus because it's not one-on-one coaching, it's two-on-one coaching. You get two brains to your one brain to help you get unstuck. So we would love to hear about anybody out there who would like this two-to-one coaching. Go to Mind Shit to Millions on on Facebook in our group and let us know that you would like that and we will reach out to you and have you here on our podcast to show so that other people can relate to you and we can help you get that goal that you have set. Strive to change your mind shit to millions. See you next week.